another edition of Simpleton Review. I am your host, Simpleton number one, Nate Wade. And I'm Simpleton number two, Charlie Gibson. I'm Simpleton number three, Lemuel Edwards. And we are simple guys doing simple reviews for simple people. So if you're simple like us, you're going to enjoy the next 20 minutes because that's what we are here for. So on this episode of Simpleton Review, we are going to talk about a Korean film. Not Korean. What the heck? Hong Kong. Sorry, Korean. Sorry, Hong Kongian people. Hong <laughs> Is that a word? I don't know. I don't think Kong. so. Are they actually Chinese? I don't know. So it's a, it's a film that came out of Hong Kong in, in 2020. So it's very recent. Um, it's written by some dude that I can't say the name of or guy. I'm not girl i'm not sure kenji tanigaki and i apologize for anybody that knows how to pronounce those names because the english butchering of language (laughs) we're good at that yes i'm from idaho i butcher english pretty easily so that's what we do in idaho anyways the plot goes like this and i will read it word for word here at wikipedia a fit a fit police officer becomes overweight after being posted to evidence room and also as a consequence of emotional issues. This was not written by somebody who knows how to write English very well. I can tell you that. He is sent to Japan on a mission with a promise of transfer. He fails his mission because of the unsupportive police force. He is forced to be a crime buster. Do not die on me, Lemuel. He is forced to be a crime buster in Japan using his martial arts prowess and with the aid of his Japanese translator. So that is the premise of... Enter the Fat Dragon, which is a remake of a famous movie by a famous man named Bruce Lee that came out in the 70s, back in all those kung fu movie days called I've Enter never heard of him. The Dragon. Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm not serious. <laughs> don't. don't. <laughs> Look. Seriously? <laughs> I mean, he's never left the popular lexicon. You don't, don't say that you've never heard of Bruce Lee. Uh, that was amazing. My goodness. Have you ever heard of his son? Uh, yeah. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. His Brandon? Name, uh, Brandon Lee. He passed away, unfortunately, on a movie set. Kinda yeah, sad. wasn't he shot? Yeah, I was, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it was uh, supposed to be, you know, blank, of course, and um, wasn't. So, anyway. I have run to it. Yeah, I mean, blanks are not necessarily... Um, uh, sometimes they actually fire real projectiles. I mean, that's just what happens. And it was... Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, what was the name of the movie again? <laughs> I totally forgot. The Crow. Thank you. Totally left my mind. Yeah. The Crow, which is based off of a, uh, a graphic novel. And uh, yeah, great movie. Very weird. Um, uh, especially <laughs> for the time frame that it came out. Like maybe <laughs> if it was released, people would be like, yeah, it's cool. But in 1993 or four, I can't remember what year that came out exactly. It was weird. Like dark and twisted and gothic. And uh, yeah, I mean... I was a fan, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All these emo people, they're like, look, I'm emo. In the early 2000s, they're like, whatever. Y'all yeah, you're a little late, buddy. Exactly. Just a little late. We already beat you to it. Exactly. You want to you you know, know what emo is? Why don't you go watch The Crow? You want to know what emo is? Go listen to The Cure, okay? Come on. That's emo, right? All right. So here we are talking about Enter the Chubby Dragon. Mr. Number Three, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was a lot of good fun. Obviously, there were like some weird camera angles and some of the effects were, they didn't spend a lot of money on some of the effects, I guess is what you could say. But otherwise, it was a lot <laughs> of fun. I think did that on purpose. I really yeah, I feel it. like it was intentional. It kind of felt like hot fuzz in a way where like some of the goofy <laughs> yes. effects. Yes, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, uh, there was definitely a tongue in cheek 
uh, feeling to this movie. Like they knew that it was cheesy. I mean, it was, there was not like this thing like, well, we're going to make the best martial arts movie ever. And then it just ends up cheesy. No, they knew that the movie was cheesy from the very opening shot. You could tell that they knew it was going to be cheesy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially. And you know, Hey, at least they didn't harm any animals. (laughs) <laughs> we couldn't. You know for sure that they didn't animals. <laughs> I mean, uh, could they have at least like maybe got Jim Henson's uh, workshop to help him out on this uh, this puppeted? Hey, Hong you would Kong. actually have to fly those guys to Hong oh, Kong. Goodness, Not gonna crazy. Happen. I just like okay, that dog was terrible, <laughs> terrible. All right, Lemya, what was your favorite scene in this movie? Oh, it's definitely when uh, Thor was dying and he was like supposed to have that epic comic comment like in every movie where they like somebody's dying and they're going to say something adorable to who they love or whatever. And he's yes. just like, I need you to call me an ambulance. <laughs> yeah, just got stabbed, right? I'm just, look, my can is like green screen-ish. It's really awkward. Okay. <laughs> pleasures for simple minds. <laughs> what was your favorite scene, Charlie? Uh, I have to say the chase scene in the van that led up to the, the paparazzi mm-hmm, getting yeah. involved in the fight. That was so good. Yeah, that was really funny. I mean, that was that, like I said, the whole scene where like the, the director or the, the person is telling the, the reporter that they need to make the fight scene last longer. And so he hands them a stick or whatever to beat up the good guy a little bit longer. Gives him uh, a hammer. Gives oh, him yeah, a the hammer. hammer. It was, yeah. It was so <laughs> funny. Oh my gosh. That was really entertaining. And it was overall, it wasn't that bad a move. Of a movie. There was, it was definitely a comedy, right? You knew that it was a comedy going in. It took about two seconds to figure out that it was a comedy. Um, <laughs> but it's starring, uh, I didn't say who it started. It actually stars Donnie Yen. And for those of you who don't know who Donnie Yen is, if you've seen any of the Ip Man movies, then you'll understand who Donnie Yen. He is Ip Man, or basically the guy who um, trained Bruce Lee, because um, their Ip Man movies are based on a true story, <laughs> very loosely based on a true story. But uh, he's also the dude that plays the the monk or whatever he is in um, Rogue One, Star Wars movie. Uh, the one that says, I am one with the force and the force. He's blind, right? You guys remember that? Um, yep. so that is Donnie Yen, and he is the main star and uh, just a fantastic martial artist. Uh, uh, the martial arts scenes were incredible. I mean, uh, look, he's obviously on par with uh, with a Jackie Chan or with a, uh, with, uh, with Bruce Lee. I, I, I mean, he's really, really good. It looks like we lost Lemuel Edwards' visual. Is he gone completely? <laughs> Stupid cat. Oh, it's a cat. <laughs> Stupid cat. <laughs> She's bumping into my laptop and bumping into my mic. I wanted to affect the audio that bad. So stay down there, please. Well, we stay take the video the out instead. You know, next time, maybe you should lock it in a room. I uh, Maybe. <laughs> no is this your fluffy one that loves to bug you when he knows you're busy she just bugs me in general no oh. <laughs> even if i'm not busy i'll be I'm on your the favorite come yeah, on that's what she this, does. Is your this, favorite cat. Is. this is your illegal cat yeah this is the illegal one the illegal cat okay <laughs> all right so yeah my i look uh, you guys have said pretty much my favorite scenes in the movie as well i mean they're really good i think the last fight scene was uh, when they're in the restaurant and, and he's fighting the Yakuza guy, whatever he is, is really good. I mean, it's entertaining. Um, the fight is 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 incredible. 
Uh, I just, I just loved it. And then when they throw him the nunchucks and you got this Bruce Lee fashion flashback, I thought that was pretty impressive too. So they hit on a lot of cylinders. I was really um, just, I was happy with what I saw. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally worth a watch. Okay. There was a few things that did bug me, though. And let me tell you those. The biggest one being, I am an American. Okay? <laughs> I got my education in the state of Idaho, which happens to be 50th in the union for the amount of money they spend on their kids' education. Okay. So that tells you something. All right. So I read really slow. And these freaking subtitles on this movie were going about. Well, the, a mile a minute, you know, is the old phrase. I couldn't keep up. I mean, they were just. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, those, you they know where they were getting. You know, they were getting uh, uh, revenge on our comedy movies that go faster <laughs> yeah. than their language. They're like, take this, America. <laughs> maybe, maybe, because you know, maybe there. What, what what takes us one sentence to say is like a big, huge, long paragraph to them. I don't know, but I could not keep up. They were flashing him so fast on that screen that it just was like, okay, I give up. I'm just going to act like I know what's going on in this movie. And maybe once in a while I'll catch some dialogue, but it was so fast. Could not believe it. What did you guys think? I kept up with it fine, but I watch enough of the, uh, enough, uh, subtitled movies. I mean, I watch, I watch a few. Okay. Um, well, Kung Fu, maybe- Kung Fu hustle was about the same way. Okay. Every once in a while, they sneak in something. So, I mean, you know, right. get used to it. And also your education, you know, to be fair, was in Oregon, which probably spends a little <laughs> bit more money on their students than ours do. So let me yeah, wonder, <laughs> what'd you think, Lynn? We're 49! Yeah! yeah! Woo! Uh, I didn't mind the subtitles too much, but I generally keep them on when I watch anything anyways. And then also, like... I'm a dweeb and I watch a little bit of those Japanese cartoons. And so I'm, a, I'm kind of used to it also at this point. But do they go that fast on the, on the anime cartoons? It depends on the I anime. would imagine some of those too. Some, yeah, of, some those of them go do. really fast. And then others are actually really kind of slow. Kind of depends. Part of the problem too is that uh, my son's head was right where the subtitles were landing on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> that would make a difference uh, like, right there. If you can't see them, you can't read them down in front i mean it was just really obnoxious you know and i'm like any other time get out of the way any other time the kids just slunk down in his chair and you can't see him but this time he's just like i want to make sure i'm really high i'm like are you doing this on purpose he was trying to read them too i guess all right so here's the time where we give our star rating mr number two i'm gonna let you go first what do you think of enter the fat dragon i give it a solid four I think it was good. Yeah, it was uh, entertaining. I'll watch it again. It's going to be on the shelf. Um, I don't know if I, how often I'll watch it, but I know I'll see it uh, in my lifetime at least 10 times. So, 10 you know, times? Because, wow, that's yeah, you know, because I'll show it to somebody and, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, good. What about you, Mr. Number 3? I'm going to stick with three and a half, I think. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Would watch it again. The jokes were funny and stuff, but there's some like camera angles that I didn't really like. And there were some jokes where I was like, all right, that was a little, that was a little pushed. I feel like. Yeah. You know, you know, what's interesting though, is that we're talking about a different culture and yet a lot of those jokes landed yeah. For us as Americans, right? We get to go, go home early. Well, <laughs> yes. Yes. We get to go home on time. So the, que- <laughs> the question is, were they aiming it towards uh, an Asian audience or were they aiming it towards an American audience? I wonder if they were uh, doing y- both. 
I, I think I, I agree. I think that the culture's changed. I think that a lot of foreign cultures have kind of like mimicked what we do enough that it's going to hit both. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's an interesting thought. I do know that there's a couple of people in there that you could tell um, they're from the United States that were acting in that movie. Like the translator lady, when she yes. took English, there was absolutely no accent whatsoever. And then the Yakuza <laughs> guy, same thing. He barely yeah. had an accent. I don't know. Uh, but the, I was born in East LA. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, right. The translator lady, I know for a fact she's from the United States. You can just tell, you know, it was just like, oh man, she's American. Um, <laughs> it, it, oh, and that's another thing. That helicopter scene, that was fun. Oh, that was funny. I mean, that was good. Right there. <laughs> Especially when the guy passes down, wakes up. Hurry up, uh, I'm going to die. He tells <laughs> you have to hurry. <laughs> I just got my license yesterday. (laughs) And where did she get the helicopter? This is what I want to know. All of a sudden she's flying the helicopter. Where did it come from? Uh, They had to have the way to have that little flying segment at the end. (laughs) I guess I just like, I just like, how did she get the helicopter? She was a translator like five minutes ago. And now she's flying the helicopter. I don't know. It was just, Interesting. Okay, so I'm going to give my my score here for Into the Fat Dragon. Um, for those of you that want to know inside baseball, we messed up again. No, let me rephrase that. I messed up again. And uh, we tried to record this uh, a few minutes ago, and uh, I forgot to press the record button. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> so back then, I gave it a different rating than I'm going to give it now. I am going to give this movie a solid three. Yes, I've dropped my rating. Um, it's good. It's funny. And I would probably watch it again. Um, but it's going to have to be when I'm really, really bored, uh, because I just, you know, I, I guess I think the subtitles really bugged me. It just was so fast. I don't know. Now, maybe I could slow it down and do like half speed or something like that. Okay. No, I don't know. We'll see it. But so I'm gonna enter the, enter the fat dragon a solid three. It's a positive movie. It's a it's it's a positive rating. It's a good movie, and I do recommend people go see it. It's not like uh, I think it's not worth your time. It's definitely worth your time. So we got a three, a three point five. Is that correct, Mister Number Three? Yep. And a solid four by Mister. Number two, right on. Who does number two work for? Right on. Who does number two work for? (laughs) Right on. So we're going to move into a new segment, a newer segment. We've got a couple of new segments. One is on our music broadcast. The other one here is on the movie broadcast. And this one is new stories happening in pop culture. So Mr. Number two, I'm going to let you go first. What is the new story you got for us this month? Well, I've got uh, that Google is uh, put out for all those art fans. Um, You can tell that I, enjoy a bit of art and, yeah. and uh, collect it. Um, but to, at the same time, it's, um, it's, it's hard to get out because, you know, there's a lot of stay at home orders, or even if you are past that and, and you're wearing masks and going places, um, still not everybody's is full force. Right. So Google came up with uh, connecting with uh, 2,500 museums that uh, put out samplings of, w- of what they've got. Mm-hmm. And so you've actually got like the, the ground map, virtual tour and then they'll give you like descriptions of these paintings uh depends on the different uh museum that you visit uh, okay. i checked out like three or four of them just to see what they're all doing and uh, uh and you can't see what they're all doing because that's 2500 right. uh, and of course it's not easy to like navigate through all of them you get like the top 10 or 20 okay um uh so um like one f- famous ones uh the um, museum of modern art that's a big one on there 
and you can actually like zoom in and see like particular artworks and uh, uh it's it's nice but you, it's a limited sampling okay but it's something it's something uh i think everybody needs to check out uh see what's going on uh, a lot of them aren't going to be like current artists mm-hmm. a lot of them are going to be historical okay and and the the main point of that is is because of course copyright laws and everything like that and sure and uh intelligible uh, intelligible licensing however they say that now um sure. intellectual uh, whatever i think it is intellectual licensing yeah. yes thank you uh-huh. uh, <laughs> but we want i mean everybody deserves credit for what they do but this is this is a good way to to sample something that you may or may not have gotten a chance sure. to before yeah and my guess is there's probably some artists out there that are like, yeah, go for it. Let, you know, do it, you know, put my work out there. That's fine. Right. I would assume. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think a lot of artists would probably be like, okay with that. I mean, especially if they're artists being shown in an exhibit in a museum and they're not getting the foot traffic they want to get, I would think that they would probably like, yeah, sure. You know, put it out there. If, uh, maybe this piece and this piece, maybe not their whole collection, but maybe, you know, a couple of uh, pieces they want to highlight or something like that. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Yeah, twenty five hundred museums. Is that all across the world? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there there are a lot of international ones. So, like maybe the Louvre, places like that, or what? The Louvre has has like sections of theirs. Oh wow. Uh, choreographed on there. I, I looked through some of that. Um, some of the images are really small, and just kind of give you an idea. Um, the map is what's kind of fun, is because um, if you've looked at Google Street Level maps, where you can kind of like see the front, they kind of guide you through the gallery, galleries that way as well. Right. So that way you kind of get uh, a perspective on how it fits in a room oh, wow. uh, for size, but then they only give you like a snippet of the art. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah. I'm excited to see that. I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, if you guys want to check that out, it sounds like you can just go to Google's front page and then type in art. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe it's, uh, what was it? Yeah, pretty much I'd start with art and see see if it's a uh, uh, museum showings, whatnot. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll pop up because it'll, yeah. it'll be an early flag because that's what they're proposing. Right, yeah. So it's it's Google doing this. So they're going to send you straight to that first. That's going to be probably at the top of the screen when you get your search results. So yeah, just go to Google's homepage, type in art, and you'll probably find what, what uh, Charlie's talking about. But 2,500 museums. Uh, you guys could get lost in a rabbit hole all day with that. So, and I highly suggest you do. That'd be a lot of fun to do, especially if you've never seen some of these pieces of art or you've only seen them in maybe school textbooks. Um, you're going to see them a lot. I mean, it's going to at least be a little bit better to see them virtually on a screen than it is even to see it in a, in a textbook. So go do that. That's awesome. Mr. Number three, what do you got for us today? Uh, well, what I've got is Marvel's Avengers, uh, their game. I think it's You've got Marvel's there. Avengers for us. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, Tony's gonna fly in any second now. Um, nice. No, it's the video game that's coming out in a couple months. Uh, they have announced that Spider-Man will eventually be a DLC character, but it's only gonna be on PlayStation because Sony owns both of those companies. Oh. Um, which I mean. Like, it's frustrating if you're someone who either just, like, prefers to play games on PC or Xbox, um, you know, you genuinely think the graphics are better or whatever, or it's also frustrating for those who just, like, only really have the money for those things, because it's expensive to have more than one in the first place, so, you know. So, for those of us who may not be very uh, hip, as it were... (laughs) Yeah, hip. That's see. I'm. I, I am so hip that I. Or not a gamer. Hip. <laughs> yeah, right? That's true. Yeah, it's not a gamer. Tell me what a DLC is. 
uh, downloadable content. The idea is they don't release the full game anymore. They drop most of the game, and then they say, here, here's some extra content that you have to pay like half as much as you paid the game for so, already. Yeah, so you go, you buy the game for <laughs> $40 to $60 probably, and then you have to buy more stuff to play the full game if you want it. Yeah. What a racket. Complete it's, racket. Uh, it's crazy. You've got that. You've got the loot boxes where you get like all the skins and stuff for like, I don't know. Yeah. Or you can, I mean, like I know a dude who spent literally hundreds of dollars on games like Pokemon Go or League of Legends. Won't mention any names. He just happens to live in Pittsburgh these days. Or uh, <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names, uh, but no. the dude has spent literally hundreds of dollars on this kind of stuff. And then he doesn't even play them anymore. Like the company's made their money. He's lost interest in the game and that's off to the wayside. It's just amazing how much money these games well, make even like Fortnite. that i mean that game's still somewhat big and that that made a lot of money just off of skins and stuff and a lot of the uh, original player base that used to play it all the time and used yeah. to spend their parents credit card money like they don't even play it anymore i don't so, get it you know i don't get it just give me pac-man for the atari 2600 i'm good that's it it's all i want it's all i need uh, i'm fine okay Pac-Man fever driving me crazy. Okay, I'm just good. I'm good. All right. If you never heard that song, let me go check it out. Pac-Man fever. Okay, I've never heard okay. it. Really? It was a. I have not song. heard it. it was, I'm not alone. Huge yes. You've got to go check it too. Pac-Man fever. It came out in the early '80s when Pac-Man was this huge game. You remember? When oh, this. So well, yeah. I I just wasn't into music. Oh, well. I was into music. I just wasn't into popular music at the time. It was hard to avoid. I, at least I felt it was. It was on TV and everything. But all right, that's neither here. It nor should have been around my my house at TV time. All right. Oh my fair. gosh, it was crazy. That's <laughs> that's fair. So here we are. We're going to talk a little bit about my deal now. Uh, and my deal is we're going to talk about Mulan. Mulan is a movie, a live action version of the famous Disney cartoon. Mulan, and I'm pretty sure it's not going to have the amazing song that everybody loves from Mulan in it, right? Isn't that sad? You know what song I'm talking about, everyone? No? no. Let's get down to business. Oh, yeah. Why am I doing <laughs> Why did I space that? <laughs> I have no idea how That's you like did know classic. that That's like the classic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not a musical. I don't think it's going to have any of the songs in there. And, and I guess Mushu is not in there either. Uh, I could be wrong, sad. but... He was like um, the best character. Yeah, right? I mean... It is, but I'm still excited because I think the movie looks amazingly gorgeous. The colors from what I've seen just look fantastic. It just looks like a beautiful movie. Do you say want to say something, Charlie? I was going to say I don't think I don't think uh, Will Smith could also do Eddie Murphy as well as he did Robin Williams. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, maybe. <laughs> I did Robin Williams. I haven't even seen <laughs> that one, so. Yeah. So, anyways, the the why I brought Mulan up is not because I'm looking forward to it, which I am, but. Disney a couple of weeks ago said, hey, we're totally shelving our movies for the foreseeable future, and we don't know when we're going to distribute them. And Mulan was the biggest one because that was the one they were looking forward to as basically the summer blockbuster that they were going to release. That one and Black Widow was another movie that they were planning on releasing, and nobody knows what's going to happen with that. But what they've decided, like a, a, maybe just about a week ago, they decided that they are going to release Mulan as a video on demand option. For $29.99, you could purchase this movie to watch. But the caveat is you cannot do it unless you're already a Disney Plus subscriber. You have to have 
um, a subscription to Disney Plus to be able to watch the movie. So you got to pay your $5 or whatever it, you know, your level of subscription is to Disney Plus. And then on top of that, you've got to pay the 30 bucks to watch the Mulan movie. Now, how many people do you think are going to do that? What do you guys think? First of all, let me ask you this question. Are you guys going to rent that movie for $29.99? No. <laughs> No, no, I, I won't do it, but I could see a lot of families doing it. Oh, yeah, there's gonna I mean, be a lot of that's going to save a lot of headache of taking kids to the theaters, and you're going to pay even less money. Yeah, yeah, they're going to do it. So, when uh, everybody, when all of my kids were living at home, when Lemuel was living with us, we went to the theater very sparingly because. When we did, we generally- Candy bars and sodas in the pockets. Oh, we couldn't- <laughs> Well, yeah, right? Yeah. We, when we went, we went to matinee because a matinee was all that we pretty much could afford. And then, even so, it still cost me between 50 and $60 to take my entire family to a movie. So we did it very sparingly and only for, you know, like big movies that we were like, okay, we've got to watch this movie in the theater because this is, you know, that's the place to watch this show. Other than that, we never went. And if we did go, we never bought, you know, the snacks because it was, you know, it'd be another hundred bucks. And that's not an exaggeration um, nope. if, if we were to do it. I took my youngest son to the theater because he'd earned all A's. And so the, the deal was if you, get, if you get A's in my house, then I take you to a movie or the wife would take you to the movie, whatever. And so I took Keenan to the movie and we spent the 20 bucks or whatever it was to get into the movie. And then I said, okay, let's, let's get um, some snacks. So I got one tub, one tub of popcorn and two drinks. And that was $21.99 for one tub of popcorn <laughs> and two drinks. What cost the movie theater about two bucks to probably make. The markup on that is freaking ridiculous. Now I understand really that is the only way that theaters make their money is through the snacks and stuff. They don't really make their money through ticket sales. Because most of that money goes to um, goes back to the to the film companies that that release the movies. So I, I do understand why they have to charge so much, but it's not it's it's not price cost effective for families to go to these movies. It just isn't. So I agree with you guys. If you've got a family of you know three, four, five, six people in your family, it's probably worth it to purchase the movie on video on demand. You don't have to deal with the crowds. You don't have to deal with the pandemic. You don't have to deal with the money or any of that kind of stuff. And, and if you've got a big enough screen and a loud enough set of speakers, you're going to be great. Absolutely. Yeah. And so if you're blessed to have that, you sit know, close, right. If you've got a surround <laughs> yeah. sound system and your, you know, home theater or whatever, don't bother. Don't bother going to the theater, sit down and watch it. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if it takes off because I guarantee you, if it takes off, you're going to see things change in the, in the industry. Um, in fact, you know, they've already rumored the fact that if this does go well, they're going to, um, they're probably going to release Black Widow this way as well. And I don't know if you guys know what the movie Black Widow is or not, but um, it's the movie about the... Marvel! Yeah, it's a Marvel character. It's the uh, what's-her-name's character in Avengers. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see if it takes off. And it really, I think it could change, like, everything. Like, I think if, if this is successful, I think you're going to see a lot more movie companies doing it. And I also think you could possibly see, now there's people that disagree with me on this one, but I also think you could see streaming companies start to do it. 
I feel like Netflix and Hulu are they're on the way. Find a yeah. Way to do so it. like if you so 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 let's say Netflix. I don't think they'd ever do it for like their TV series that they put out, no. like The Umbrella Academy or Stranger Things or something like that. But their movies that they put out, like The Old Guard that they just released, you know, with um, with um, I can't think of her name. Um, why do I always have these brain farts? Um, uh, she's got an interesting name. She was in Mad Max uh, Fury Road. I can't think of her name. Oh. Um, um. Yeah, but anyways, it's that movie about. I see her uh, face because she looks like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the Immortal Soldiers that, that, that Netflix just put out. It's a really good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but I I wouldn't doubt it if Netflix or some of these other companies would start to say, okay, for our movies, our premium movies that we produce, we'll put them out. Amazon's. Watch them. You're gonna have am, am, extra. Amazon's already face? starting. Are Amazon's you? already starting. Yeah, um, uh, if you have a Prime membership. Uh, uh, the newest Scooby-Doo cartoon. Yeah. You had to pay to rent it. Really? On top yeah. of that? So it's not yeah. part of the Prime. It's something else. But it's Amazon. Well, it's, it's, still, it's still part of Prime because that's how you have your, your showing. But then it's also, okay, now, now there's movie watching with that for something that didn't release. Because hmm. uh, the new Scooby-Doo movie is all animated. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, I, I, you can get it at uh, Redbox. Yeah. But you can also go to Prime and get it for five bucks, or it's like three or four, three to five dollars. But that was produced by Amazon Films. No, their company. No, but I'm saying I'm saying that the next step will be their films will also be doing the same thing if they start doing more movie production. Yeah. It'd be interesting. So. Go ahead. I feel like it'd be interesting to see if they start doing like exclusivity deals with companies where like how Netflix was only like Netflix would have all the Disney stuff before Disney did their own streaming service. Yep. If they did something similar, yep. but also like every time they release a movie, that platform would have it for the rent uh, for $30 or whatever, as well as like the theater, but nowhere else. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, I think that I'm not sure what kind of distribution um, deals that Netflix and, and, and some of these others will make because they have created their own movie companies. So there's a lot of like, well, I don't want to do anything with you because you already got your own movie company, right? In fact, Netflix has bought their own theaters so they can have a theater release, theatrical release for some of the movies they're making so they can actually be um, eligible for awards. Uh, because, you know, the idea for like Academy Awards is it has to be released in, in movie theaters. Which is too uh, bad because uh, the Coen brothers have missed out on that last one that they did, uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because it was a straight to Netflix release. Right. They didn't charge extra for it. No. Which, no. Was, which they could have probably made some money because that was a fantastic film. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. And, and yeah. But so now Netflix has bought movie theaters. So they, they do release their movies or they will be in, in theaters. Um, it, it's, it's small movie chain. It's like, I think just in California, but they have bought their own movie theaters. Um, so the entertainment industry is changing and it's always fascinating to see. I mean, this, uh, both the music and the movie industries have changed so much in the past 20 years. It's been fascinating to watch. And a lot of them are still floundering, trying to figure out what to do in this new world of the digital age that we live in, uh, especially the music industry. They still haven't figured out how to do it effectively and make more money. I mean, 20, 30 years ago, it wasn't uncommon for big pop stars to have an album come out and sell millions and millions of copies. It wasn't. Now, for, a, for an album to go platinum these days is very unheard of. It's very rare for an album to do that. You've got to be somebody in the upper echelons of, of and like Beyonce or somebody like that for your album to go platinum. It just doesn't happen anymore because nobody buys albums. 
they don't run down to Musicland or Sam Goody to go buy a record anymore. It just doesn't happen, right? You, if you want, very few people buy albums at all. You don't, you go to Amazon or you go to Spotify and you listen to a song. We're back to the single market like it was in the 50s, right? Everybody went and right. bought a single. They bought a 45 or... or, or but instead of being uh, able to get like five in a year or 10 in a year, you're able to get thousands right. in a month. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you don't pay for it, right? I mean, right. We, we've all reviewed uh, Pearl Jam's Gigaton this month. Not a single one of us paid for the album. Or maybe you no. did, Charlie. I, I, did. I know you did. Yeah. Yeah. You're I, Charlie. I did. You do that. I know you do. And, and, and that's awesome. But most of us don't. I mean, we pay for this. I pay for... Amazon. So I am to a certain extent paying for, for albums. You know what I mean? I'm not just doing it for free. Like a lot of people do. I do pay for a subscription, but a lot of people can't even say that, you know? So uh, it's just an interesting time. And it's been fascinating. And it's all from Napster all the way to the current time frame. You know what I mean? Yep. It's since Napster hit, the industry has just been like, what do we do now? They, they have no idea and they still haven't figured it out. It's just been amazing. So, and I'm a geek. This is the kind of stuff I follow, you know, <laughs> and I've read article after article after article about how the music industry is trying to, uh, to fix this uh, problem that they have. And, and it's just the current state of affairs. I think they've just kind of settled into this middle ground and they don't know where to go, you know? So, but it's good and bad for small musicians and small movie makers. There's, it's good because they have the power to get their stuff out there. It's bad because they don't get the financing and the backing that other artists used to get. So it's, it's, it's catch 22 all the time. So, well, I guess I've mumbled long enough. And as you can tell, I love to control the conversation. <laughs> Sorry about that guys. <laughs> so, uh, we, this is the month of August. Hope you guys have a great time. It, go check out the, the movie. Cause it is really good. I keep on hitting my microphone and it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Sorry. So go check out enter the fat dragon. Great movie. We highly recommend it, or at least moderately recommend it, depending on who we're talking about here. <laughs> I'm simple to number one, Nate Wade. And I'm simple to number two, Charlie Gibson. I'm simple to number three, Lemuel Edwards. And we all hope that you guys have a fantastic month. We'll talk to you next time on the Simpleton Review Podcast. Bye-bye.